Welcome to Colonize the Ocean podcast, where we discuss oceanic colonization, exploration, and education with your hosts, Adam Jewell and Brendan Traxler. Well, we're missing one of the one of the main guys today, but uh, guess what? Babe and I are going to take care of it. Welcome to the Atlanta Sea Colony live stream. My name is Adam, and this is Babe. Howdy, howdy. And we're filling in today, guys. Um, today, uh, kind of just a open-ended uh, live stream today. Just going to be able to kind of hang out with you guys and answer any questions and just do some discussion for a little while and um you know um nothing nothing too crazy today uh i don't have any major updates from brendan to share with with you guys i know he's been having a lot of discussions making a lot of contacts and doing a lot of that over the past couple of weeks so um i guess more it'll build more suspense and more more for him to share next time he's on, but, uh, you know, uh, kind of same as always. We're just kind of working on what we've been working on. But other than that, babe, what have you been up to? Oh, <clears throat> mostly work. I can't claim any great, great adventures right now. <laughs> Catching up with spring stuff so I can, uh, yeah. you know, get, get out and do more stuff ourselves. Yeah, that seems to kind of be what we're up to, too, up here, is, like, now that all the snow is melted, now we got to find all the dog poop that's been out in the yard that's been building up for, like, the past seven months and, <laughs> and get, and trying to make the yard look presentable again. But, yeah, yep. we uh, de- definitely makes me envy kind of where Brendan's at some days where, you know, their cold days oh, yeah. are, like, 60. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Uh, on that, um, what uh, I, I was actually just talking to you before the show. One of the things I've done recently is I bought a 3D printer, um, trying to get that to work. But uh, I know Brendan's already been working with actually an acquaintance of yours on getting some stuff 3D printed. But uh, once I be able, to, once I'm able to figure this out too, it'll be nice to be able to do that because we already have like the 3D designs and the files for it so um like i mean one of the things we've kind of talked about in the past is be able to actually have those 3d models to be able to like show people now even if it is on a smaller scale um be able to actually have uh, something more physical rather than just the pictures that you see on uh see on our web pages yeah. and the social media and stuff so um, you know, be able to use that even like as a marketing deal, be able to send those out to people that might be interested in it or someone that really needs a little bit more, more of an idea of, uh, what we're talking about, like how it would actually look and feel and all that. So, I mean, uh, uh it's, uh, it's just in the past couple of days, it's crazy the amount of things that people have already like designed and stuff like for free for 3d printers and stuff. I, uh, it's it's a lot of fun not setting it up, but I see a lot of stuff that like, I'm just like, Oh, that'd be cool to print. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think they even have one. Didn't they uh, send one to like the International Space Station that way? Like if they need to like uh, print a tool or something like that on the on the fly, like they have access to something that can like if they need like a replacement part yeah. or a tool or something like that, they yeah. can do it right there at the. Yeah, I was thinking I did hear that or read that, uh, or maybe maybe it was you guys talking about it. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like when you, I mean, granted, our our endeavor wouldn't be quite the same, but like say, uh, you know, you get down, you get settled into your habitat, and maybe you're there for like a research miss- mission type deal. I'm like ah crap, I forgot my crescent wrench up on the surface or whatever. Like, <laughs> granted, when you're on in the International Space Station, it's a lot worse probably. It'd be like, oh man, I forgot the flathead back at uh, Cape Canaveral or whatever. <laughs> so it'd be kind of nice to be able to be like, all right, we'll just throw it on the 3D printer and we'll we'll get our tool that we need real quick. Multi-billion-dollar project. Don't have a flathead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That was yep. uh, that. Rem- that reminds me of uh, there was a meme I saw this week where uh, it's from the people making fun of the conspiracy theories of the International Space Station, or that we're not actually in space, and they were showing a picture of the inside of uh, the International yeah. Space Station. They're like, they're like, you're telling me we spent billions of dollars on that, and like some electrician thought it was okay to have all those wires exposed all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Probably not at the code <laughs> for yeah. Yeah. most well, living environments. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. When you're in space, what uh, you don't have to live up to a code. You're not a part of any. Uh... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you are the code in space. You are the code in the water. <laughs> Granted, you still want to yeah. make everything safe, I suppose. Um, oh, absolutely. Because talk about safety. Uh, um, podcast. Uh, some of the podcasts I listen to. So this is a commercial divers podcast um, called the downline. It, okay. But uh, that's one of the things they were talking about. And of course they're talking uh, um, all kinds of different things, but you know how uh, um, in so many uh, media, TV, movies, whatever, commercial diving is, you know, this wild, <laughs> um, you know, territory where all this stuff happens. Well, this stuff does happen, but when you get on the right job and stuff, these guys are telling us like, look, it's really, I mean, they're extremely safety conscious, especially if you're mm-hmm. with the right people. And it is like to the nth degree, um, cause they want it done right and they want it done safe. So there's not yep. a lot of backlash and problems from it. Yeah. It's, uh, I have, like I said, I, I would like to get scuba certified eventually. Um, but even just watching some of the like videos about it and reading about it is just how how stringent it is because of like a how important communication is with uh, yeah. you know especially when you're diving in groups and stuff obviously that uh, um, knowing where each other's at knowing certain signals knowing um, all your equipment knowing how to like convey all these things all while being underwater or whatever. And, you know, just, uh, the, how meticulous you have to be about checking your equipment, knowing your equipment, maintaining your equipment. Um, so, I mean, it's 
to to someone like me that doesn't have a lot of that experience, like before I started looking into it, I wouldn't have thought that much. Um, I guess thought goes into a lot of it. I mean, I obviously I know like it, just like anything you do, you have to be like just like when you go bungee jumping. All right, make sure your equipment's strapped on, you know. Yep. But I mean, scuba diving is so it's like okay, well. You got to make sure your gauges are working, your computers are working, make sure your tanks are filled, make sure you're checking your depth and knowing what where your gases and stuff are that, you know, and then if you're with someone, knowing where they're at, knowing, you know, it's it's crazy to think about, like, trying to memorize yeah. all that and knowing all that. And, uh, it's, it's intimidating to think about. It's just like driving a car, though. It's intimidating to think about it at first and you need to learn the basics sure. and build on the basics learning the whole time that that's scuba diving and it's the same yep. thing because people do the argument you know we're not meant to be underwater well you know technically we're probably not meant to go 70 mile an hour in a day right. can either Absolutely. you know Absolutely. so uh, you know it's kind of a moot point when it comes to but yeah you build on it and then it becomes second nature that you're automatically doing this those safety the things you just you don't even think about it. you just do it and yep. and then it, you know it's an ongoing thing i'm gonna say hey to marty i see he's there oh yeah hey marty how you doing today buddy can't stay long phone is low on charge man uh, i'm uh, low on charge today i yesterday i had like a bad migraine so like i came home early from work and like i slept for like five hours during the day well, then I was up all night because I like slept all day, yep. which meant I didn't I didn't sleep at all like last night. So like I'm I'm drained right now. But, uh, I don't know. It seems like I'm always at a sleep deficit. Yep, yeah, you're like, right, uh, Marty. Marty was saying here you have to log all your dives and depths and. Well, okay, so you would be able to answer, and I think I've asked Brendan about this before, but like, the, so you log all of your your dives and all that, but like what's, is it basically like the honor system? Like there's certain places where it's like, Oh, you have to be able to, or like, we need to know that you have this many hours of diving or whatever and blah, blah, blah. Like to know, like to do this, yeah. like, but could you just be like, yeah, I did that before. Like, <laughs> like I've, I've dived yeah. hundreds of times. Sure. I mean, you could, um, but the more I'll say the more, the more places have that have come on board with like you know logbook and wanting to see this training or whatever um want to see so like when we stayed underwater you know thane signed off on our stuff um and oh, then okay. like if you with a dive buddy you sign off on each other's if you no one's around to you know no one else is around to do it um and i've had plenty of dives that no one signed my stuff i just log it that's the nice thing about wearing a video camera like, oh, I got yeah, video so proof. You know, it's like, <laughs> you, you can't say that I wasn't there. I got video proof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't, I haven't thought about it like that. But yeah, like, that was one of those things I thought about where it's just like, could you technically just like, because from what I understand, like, there's certain um, diving excursions that you do where they want you to be a little bit more advanced depending on where you're diving yeah. and all that. So it's just like, could you just be like, oh yeah, I've 
got hundreds of hours in and just like, you know, just, uh, what do they call it? Just pencil whipping something. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, in a way you could, but at the same time, like, because I've kept all my log books, I have log books that date back years. Right. Um, but then I know divers that have dove so much. They don't even keep log books. A lot of them still right. have video cameras, so they're still getting some kind of a log of it. Uh, and uh, the nice thing about computer logs now, uh, computers, you know, dive computers, you uh, download that into a computer. Now you've got that log, too. So, I mean, things have changed a lot. Uh, I so, suppose that you know, uh, depends on where you go. It, you could almost compare it to, uh, and gr granted, like the government's not involved in this, but like uh, I, when I used to be a, a, a shipper back at my old job, you know, loading trucks and stuff, you'd always hear about the truckers talking about how they have electronic logs now where like everything's like on a computer and there's electronic logs to like where people are keeping track of how many hours they're driving because they legally cannot. Yeah. You know, whereas like they would always say, like before, you could just write down what you were doing and you could just drive nonstop because nobody was, I mean, other than just they could just go by your word. Whereas now, like the computers are hooked up to the trucks of being like they, they actually shut the truck down. And um, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, like you were saying with some a lot of the new equipment that's coming out, um, I suppose can actually probably. There's probably some sort of service up there that you sync it up to your dive watch or whatever it is, and yeah. it logs all that data to some app. And if there yeah. isn't something like that, I'm sure there will be in the future. Well, there is. I mean, uh, already. I mean, I don't know all about that ultra, the Ultra Eight um, I, iPhone or not iPhone uh, iWatch, but it oh, okay. yep. it uh, it links with an app. So anything you do, as far as diving, look goes to that app. So yeah, it, it logs everything there for you. I wouldn't already say here. Medically, if you're injured, the doctors want to know how long your lungs were under that pressure and or the mixture was right out off. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. Yeah, he's referring yeah, because, to because in the log books it asks um, what gas mixture you use because you can use okay. nitrox or if you're a tri gas user or something like that, you you would you would look definitely log that. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I would. So I wonder. Well, I suppose with us being in a pressured and like the going back to the habitats, um, just being in a pressurized environment, you wouldn't have to necessarily. That wouldn't be the same thing unless you were at an extreme depth, of course. But our one atmosphere type deal, you're you're not mixing gases. You're not doing any of that so you wouldn't have to worry about that you know having to log like oh i was in this kind of straight up oxygen or whatever you might want to say yeah yeah it's uh in the one atmosphere it's no different than you and i right now it's not right. a saturated environment so yeah it, it'd be the same and actually pulling up when when uh brendan and i stayed at, at jules to do the aquanaut thing i mean that's we were at saturation so we were at the center as as the water around us on the outside of the habitat uh, 
and that makes right, you okay. a, a saturation uh, diver or person that's Uh, trying to, I pulled up a picture I wanted to, oh, here we go. So this isn't, um, oh, where did I go? I've never, so I don't know what dive logs look like, but is, does this look familiar to you? Is, yeah, is this yeah, I'm, okay. there's all kinds of different ones, but yeah, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, this is, uh, like I've never actually looked up to what it is that, you would be marking down, but okay, I can kind of see here, like, yeah, what your mixtures are, and um, okay, yeah. So you have times on the surface that you log, you have times, you know, uh, um, sure. in depths that you go to, you have uh, what protection, like if you're wearing wetsuit, dry suit, how thick a wetsuit, how much weight you're wearing with all that, what kind of uh, 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 cylinders you, you have, you know, your, your uh, gas cylinders, what kind they are, because there's different kinds of aluminum and steel and different sizes um, and what pressures they are. Uh, you can you can log stuff to the nth degree. You probably see in there where you can even log weather and uh, water, uh, what the water environment was like. Well, I'm seeing too here, like you can, t like what kind of mood you were in when you were diving here. Like, I didn't face. see that. <laughs> Like, oh ah, yeah if it's a good dive or if it's a bad dive or, or uh, yeah how you i thought, I thought it was like an emotion thing like dive. man i was angry <laughs> that day <laughs> that puffer fish made me mad yeah that was, ruined my day <laughs> well that's it makes me think like that's the worst part of any job though is doing the paperwork to it you know it's just like when you have to do like any any job that you have you just want to do the parts that are easy then it's like oh no i have to do the paperwork part of it so i think for me anyways that'd be the monotonous part be like oh, i have to fill this out no uh that's i use now that i have a dive computer i i uh i'll do several dives and then when i get you know a kick and sit I'll sit down and log it all into a book as I I'm old school. I like the hard, you know, I like sure. the hard copy. What Marty say here for your information. If you are a scuba diver and you go down in a submersible, you even have to log that down. What time you went down, how far you traveled and what time you came up, how long the ride took or to, Sure. Sure. Yeah. He says those look very familiar. So, Marty's familiar with all those. That I'd like to be like the game fish and parks guy or coast guard. Be like, hey, let me see all those logs real quick. Let me ruin your day. Let <laughs> just pull up on my boat and just ruin your good time and ask for paperwork and licenses and stuff right away. <laughs> I suppose there, there's, there's a, there's good in having some sort of backup or not backup, but record of what it is you're doing and yeah well it, it, it i mean it can be go ahead say, especially if it's like something that you enjoy doing at least then it's like oh, i had fun and i can like recollect yeah. what i did here and at least i know i had some fun times rather than writing paperwork on something that you hated doing but it's, it's advantageous i mean to me the idea of it is because if you want to do anything in the industry, well, now you have a proof of experience, you know, for sure. 
so you know it's it's just like and and uh it's it's you know people don't know i'm i'm in the medical field and it goes back to the old adage we learned years ago if you don't chart it it didn't happen right so if if you don't log it it didn't happen (laughs) you know well even at like I have a desk job now and like I just do like a lot of uh I handle a lot of inventory type stuff and moving inventory around and blah 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 and like logging all that. So like when I get emails like asking me to make some sort of inventory adjustment or whatever, I'll I'll print off that email and keep it in my logs. That way if anybody ever comes back like, hey, why'd you yeah. you know move yeah. this stuff around? Be like this email, that's why. Like I have a physical copy of yeah. that email that says why that's I did right. it. <laughs> so yeah, like I suppose everything you need you do that's important, you need to probably have some sort of way of recording it. Yep. Marty says just as well as yep. the military, uh, yep. Not that I would know, I was not in the military, but uh, there's one thing I do know about it is the the discipline of everything you do in that. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's cool. I like I, I out of all of this time talking with you guys about scuba diving and stuff, I've never actually pulled up what a dive log looked like. And it's so, not hard. It's not. I suppose, especially if it's like all that's already formatted for you, it's just fill in the blanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and there's so many different, you know, uh, what I guess be publishing companies that have their own version of what it should look like. Right. So, you know, you find one you like and run with it because it's awesome that way. Although, you know, being from when we didn't have dive, dive computers, um, I still buy the waterproof ones. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Half the time I don't even have them at the water with me, but I still buy the waterproof ones. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of uh I said but the, the weird thing is up here is there is a few places you can get scuba certified, but it's they're so few and far apart because there's not like great big places to train either. Whether, you know, just yeah. open pools or, you know, there's maybe a couple of quarries or something, but um, yeah. Which doesn't seem as much fun to learn. Like, I guess most people that I've talked to about it, they got trained in something like a quarry or something like that. Like they didn't go get trained in, you know, uh, the Maldives or something like that, where it's just like yeah, uh, instantly just beautiful water yeah. and scenery. But uh yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's one of the things that that uh, is not making me apprehensive, but where I'm not putting it on my priority list is like, man, I, I'm just so impatient when it comes to the things. Like, I want to immediately swim in a like nice, beautiful area and <laughs> see like, it. yeah, like sea turtles and whatever, like not bass <laughs> and carp. <laughs> like, I'm I'm good. I I've, I've grown up with that stuff. I don't need to see it up close. Uh, it still changes when you see it from, uh, I'll say their point of view. Yeah, <laughs> instead of what you looking. Yeah, I guess we could. Uh, yeah, well, waterproof ones and grease pen- grease pencils. I've never heard of grease pencils. Yeah, 
you know, the pencils you'd use to write on the waterproof uh, uh, paper because that, that it wouldn't uh, wash off and smear off with the water. I suppose, yeah. Huh. Man, yeah, we're old, old, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know you're pain because uh, I mean, growing up, growing up, uh, and I grew up on the prairie of Colorado. You know, it's there wasn't a place to go scuba diving for a very long drive. Right. You know? And so, yeah, but I mean, my dad was awesome. He he knew I would love it, and he got me into it. Went the extra mile for it, <laughs> Marty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if anything i got my above ground pool that uh we have to put up all this i'll just train myself i'll just look up some youtube videos and try to get there uh, you go just be sure just to sleep on a holiday and express the night before too <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly what i do no but uh what else is new in the then the world of uh underwater aquatic stuff i know in discord we've been just um the guys in there like to toss around a lot of different uh ideas on yes, uh, the yeah some some are interesting and some i'm just like all right guys yeah. <laughs> but yeah but uh, but it's always fun to, to i guess have the thought exercises is maybe a good way of putting it, For where sure. just uh, someone throws out an idea and says, "Like, well, okay, let's think about that." But yeah, um, like Brendan says, it's just like we got our, you know, ASC has its design and everything down, and we know what we're going to yeah. pursue. It's still fun listening to all the other ideas and concepts that could work, but we know what we're going to go for. Um, right just a matter of getting there at this point and uh um it, we got some stuff in the works i guess but uh same same battle motto that we've had past few years is just waiting for that waiting for that magic moment personal dive diver assistance torpedoes Are getting smaller and faster. Smaller and faster. Torpedoes? I don't know. I don't know if I want to even think about torpedoes. I want to see where he's going with this. <laughs> <laughs> good news. It won't bite you. It's good yeah. news. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to get bit by a torpedo. I don't know if I want to get bumped into by one either. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like there was. Now I'm going to try to pull it up while we're talking. But there was. I think there was some sort of news article or something that we were talking about recently in the in the Discord. Well, we talked plenty about. Uh, uh, Ah, uh, what's that show? Sequest. Sequest. Thank you. And say that that a lot of the conversation got sidetracked with Sequest there for a little while, but um, I know we uh, 
man, it's been a while, a little bit, but uh, one of the things we had some pretty intense conversations about was all the different types of, um, I guess, power and utilities that we could yeah. hopefully be able to to work with. And, um, you know, I know the initial concept until there's more um, development in harnessing currents and stuff is that, you know, ASC will have that buoy type system that, you know, will have something on the surface and more than likely harnessing solar solar power to be able to, you know, get the, uh, the electricity, the grid or whatever. And, and depending on where it's at, I mean, we've talked that if it's just barely off the coast and more than likely you just hardwire stuff and just have it cabled in and bury it or whatever. But, um, but I mean, that's one I'm of the, looking at this picture. Which one? Marty sent us a picture. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, uh, um, so uh, yeah, they're the little they're diver um, sea scooters. scooters. I thought yeah, he meant yeah, an actual yeah. torpedo. Yeah, I was wondering what it was, but now now I know exactly <laughs> what he means. Yeah, because boy, some of those are amazing now. Uh, just how small they are. Mm. Um, one one I'm not going to say the brand names because I don't want to mess up the thing, but. Like one of it has stackable battery packs. So the more battery packs, the longer it is. But it looks like a little torpedo with handles, and and it's like and the more, of course, the more battery packs, the longer you get to play underwater with it. it, it it's right. pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be see that'd be perfect for a guy like me. That's like just I'm out of shape, but I'm not. You know, I'd be like I need that little scooter to get around, <laughs> like to go check out all the cool stuff. So. Um, that new there's a new system and i don't know if i'm allowed to say the brand name of it either but it's it helps you with your buoyancy and it's it's all built into your your cylinder so your your air cylinder it's all built in it's it's a really cool looking system i just you know it's uh, one i've always wondered if it's going to limit down or you know uh, in water time more uh just mm -hmm. because of the volume that you're using um in the cylinder but uh, I always got to thinking about that, you know, and it's like with these tiny little uh, uh, scooters now and something like that. And with the technology they have, because there was someone also working on uh, your buoyancy control, all being hooked to your, com your dive computer. And like you would tell it, you program to tell it what you want and it takes you there and that's, then it'll keep you there. So you just, you're cruising around at the same, uh, um, which that's cool and all. It's really cool, uh, right? But in the end, you still need to know how to do it yourself. So if that stuff, um, you know, kicks right. the bucket, you, you need to know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's uh, I think that's been the 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 argument for a lot of technology where it's just like, oh, we can just do this for you. It's like, but you should still know how to do it by yourself because if you become 100 percent reliant on anything. And that thing fails, which it happens. Uh, you don't want to be in a position, especially in this kind of deal, where it's just like, oh, okay, now my safety's at risk. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's one thing like if a calculator can do math for you, 
And it's just like, well, without a calculator, you just look stupid when you ask a simple math question. But, you know, like if you're, you're diving equipment, like the, you know, the computers that run that and stuff, if that fails, well, now your life's at risk if you don't know what you're yeah. doing to, <laughs> to control right. your You look dead is what you look. You look dead. Not stupid. Yeah. You look dead. <laughs> yeah. you, you look blue probably because you're yeah. out of air. <laughs> so, uh, ocean yeah. collared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll be looking pretty, pretty stiff. Maybe uh, a little bloated too, depending on. Depending on the environment, but anyways, um, yeah, it, go ahead. Oh, just Marty put on here. Also, the fluid breathing um, is a thought too, and um, it is. It's, I, I think it was neat because you, you know we go back to the we've mentioned the movie The Abyss quite a few times here, and mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. And he just put that, and so um, that was actually done. In um, it, it's actually there's there's. Some people, uh, you know, will go back to it every once in a while. The last I heard, it's been kind of put to the side right now uh, because rebreathers systems are so so much better than they used to be. Uh, and the, of course, the problems with getting a back to normal after a, a breathing liquid, essentially. Right. And so it, how does that whole thing work the fluid breathing um i tell you what we'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll have to tackle that one another one because i'm not going to go into all that right now and all of that i'm scared to misquote it because i remember i used to be able to tell you and i'm scared to get it wrong now um but there's something in our lungs called surfactant for surfactant that uh, helps a, a humans breathe and um, that's okay. the easy that's a really easy version of it I'm a super easy version of it, but you know, it's, it's something that, you know, when you fill your lungs with fluid, uh, you know, it can be a problem because it just like any lubricant, you're washing it out then. Uh, okay. And you have to have that in your lungs. That's, it helps everything move right to breathe. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause um, I think Brendan has tried to explain it once before and it was like, Basically, a super weird concept of where, like, after going through this, you could just essentially be able to just no equipment, right? Just kind of <gasps> like, yeah, you still have to have um, uh, something to get the oxygen you need into the fluid. So there's still going to be equipment no matter what. Okay. Like you can't just go breathe water. <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> I'd say that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it tries to equal the pressure inside your suit and the lungs. Okay. Yeah, because that—that's what breathing liquid would alleviate. Is it's a lot of pressure issues, you know, for for people under pressure. So I mean, that's cool. It's been worked on a lot. Right. You in a wave? Yes, I. I'll be up in a I'm going to address Marty here. Is, is uh, what you and I talked about? You put in the group chat, Marty, and I talked to Brendan about it. And I, I want him there too, because you know we're all sci-fi fans. 
So I just feel like it would be unfair to not have him as part of that conversation. So um, he said, well, we'll plan one of our uh, live streams to actually just be around. Uh, and what it is is the impact of sci-fi on things like this, uh, on, on yep. our topic. So so I'm, I'm not, say, you know. Uh, one of our very original podcasts, like before we were even doing the live streaming, yeah. we did an episode about this, like, uh, sci-fi in the media, you know, whether it's shows or video yeah. games and. So, so yeah, it'd be really cool to be able to revisit that. And um, that, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure back then we, we missed a bunch of it too. Like there's so many different things out there. And then once you get in the live stream format, you can sit there and if it's a little bit relaxed, you can be like, Oh yeah. And do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I told Brendan that I was going to plug uh, Neptune 100 stuff. Um, so what's going on at Jewel Sea Lodge? And I wore my uh, print on my uh, uh, Lasha shirt shirt um, tonight instead of an ASC shirt because those guys are doing the Neptune 100 with Dr. Joe Deturi. He's uh, staying 100 days underwater there at the same place that Brendan and I had stayed at to get our aquanaut. Um, stuff and so uh, they've been doing all kinds of cool things go to the jewels undersea tv i think is what it's called uh, it's a youtube channel anyway and you know if you look for it you'll you'll find it um they got all kinds of uh content they're putting out on there interviews the stuff they've been doing what's going on and why they're doing it so i told i told brendan i was gonna plug that because it you know it really relates to it uh, or asc so much um um, and so I'm probably catching you off guard, but uh, it, it's, you know, it's really cool. <laughs> I wish I was there. I wish I was part of it. I'm wishing, but that's all right. It's cool. I get to see it. So we can watch it. It's a modern age. We get to see this stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And it looks like here you can go to mrdf.org slash project Neptune and get some more information about it as well. Uh, from what, March 1st to, yeah, yep. He's been down there. Two months now. Yeah. And it ends on June 9th, is what it's saying here. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've been following the both the Jules page because they obviously are sharing a lot of it. Um, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff with that uh, whole project. With yeah. um, They've been having a lot of interaction with like a lot of the... Um, I don't know if it's like the schools or like there's certain diving groups yeah. with like kids and stuff that have been down there and yeah, um, all the above. just yeah, just tons of different things that they've been doing with this project. So um, yeah, it's super cool to to see that um, to see this project going. Uh, you know, ideally someday in the future when we get this project done, you know, 100 days underwater won't be that big a deal. Um, because it'd right. be so accessible to so many, but in the meantime, this is a pretty cool, you know, feat that we get to see, and um, especially having Jules be a part of that, because uh, um, obviously being like the only underwater habitat right now, anyways, uh, being able to to do this, and it goes back to what we've been saying from the very beginning is that there there is a reason to be able to do this in the research field as well i mean that's that being able to um 
do these kinds of missions, whether whether you know they're doing some you know extensive and intense research, or if it's just something like, hey, you know, we're to bring awareness to a subject, you know, um, yeah. regardless yeah. of what it is, it's like being able to have that ability to do that um, is is just really cool, and um, yeah, it's cool to watch, and you know. I'll be excited to see that, you know, what he'll have to say about everything like June 10th, you know, once he's done with it and be able to like, what yeah. are his overall thoughts on the hundred days and uh, just overall how the project went. But yeah, you so, can, uh, from a medical point of view, I want to see um, uh, uh, what's going on. Cause, but he said uh, it was probably be October before they get a lot of like test results and stuff back. Just because, right. literally, all these tests that he's having done—that's what I do in the medical field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so I mean, all the above. So it's yeah. It's uh, I, I'm really interested to see like what's going on. Yeah, um, with it. Yeah, you have a lot of skin in the game with this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that it, it would be interesting because they—that was one of the things they did on the International Space Station too—is how long or how does it affect the body being in in that atmosphere for you know however long and there was a lot for them to figure out too i mean um obviously different environments different atmospheres obviously but still when your body is put into a different type of environment out of the norm it's there, there's got to be super useful information of what happens yeah. to your body and like what can you learn from that? Is there um, medical benefits? You are going to scare the hell out of me. Sorry, my kid just popped up right behind my my computer screen. All I see is my desk, and here's my monitor, and here's a face right here just staring at me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> hey, I'm still live streaming there, honey. So I'm... Uh, people people are counting on me to talk to the people other than you <laughs> anyways well i tell you what you know those stuff they're doing um and they have different guests staying or, or come and do interviews um mm -hmm. <clears throat> saying the schools and stuff which is cool i mean the people they've had there in person and then like joe you know he gives a bunch of high fives and stuff and then um uh, like oceans first if you've kept you know watch anything with jewels then you know they've been working with ocean first a lot which ocean first started in boulder colorado which is where i first learned how to scuba with scuba joe in boulder colorado and that was that's where i was <clears throat> so i think it's pretty cool but they 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 work with them real close uh and they have those interviews so they're 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 uh, they're actually making point that help us as far as uh, uh, um, conservation so ocean conservation mm. and you know they're pushing and they're doing it from an environment where people say it can't be done yeah so you know I'm like yes that's awesome <clears throat> yeah yeah it, it, it is a shame that it gets once again one of the things we've always talked about is like a lot of this gets kind of swept under the rug because there's so much focus on the this the space 
race and all that yeah. stuff, which is great stuff. It's fun to watch, blah, Same. blah. Once yeah. again, another important field of research. But there's still so much that we could learn right here. And we, yeah. we live in an era where, you know, we focus on what's, what's you know, popular and what's catchy, what's mainstream and all that. And right now it's a space industry. But, um, you know, it's – thankfully there's enough of our type of groups that we are – maintaining a group of people that is focused on this and it's slowly spreading as well. So it's just like, you know, once people see what we're trying to do and what people have already been able to do, like you said, uh, especially with this project Neptune, um, you know, that might start gaining more and more interest in this field as well. Yeah. But yeah, buddy. Well, I'm going to do the other plug. Yeah, do the other plug. All right. It's that shirt right there. So right here in my background, and it's Aquarius Reef Base. And Aquarius has kind of dropped off the map um, for a while because COVID and everything really shut them down hard, I guess. But um, we we were wondering if they were ever going to be there again. So um, I just... uh, on Instagram, I believe it is, uh, one of the people that I follow on LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and that's what it is. Um, one of the people there that's going to be in one of the upcoming missions uh, posted that it's a go. So I'm, I'm excited because this is, I used to watch Aquarius Reef Base live with my kids to have sit on the computer yep. in the background. And so I, I'm pretty excited. Um, and so uh, if you got one of those shirts, then you know. <laughs> because there was a very limited amount of those shirts made, and uh, it was part of a, a fundraiser for the habitat uh, is where that shirt came from. But that's um, – I'm plugging it, too, because, you know, people are interested. Keep your ear, ear to the water because uh, there's upcoming missions. Yeah. Yeah, and that's great to hear, too, especially because, like you said, they were, you know, had a lot of radio silence, basically, for a long time. Um so being able to keep that alive. Uh, ben, ben, outside of ASC, do you see a large community emerging from this? What would it look like? Uh, I mean, yeah, yes, because there's already so many different groups other than ASC that are working on this type of deal. Um, there's different companies, different people that have different concepts, different ideas on how this will go down. But like I've always said in in this field, we're always like cheering on what would technically be our competitors in the business sense, just because there is, you know, the ocean is such a large place and there, it is such a, um, a niche, um, field to get into. But I think once people, you know, groups like ASC and some of these other ones, um, once they become successful, I mean, we're opening the doors to so many opportunities. You know, our designs are going to be, you know, especially the phase two designs um, are all modular to where you could essentially build a, you know, a apartment complex or a hotel or, you know, whatever, like be able to have a large enough, maybe like a small village or something and, you know, there's some designs out there from other people where they're just like giant buildings underwater. Um, so whatever, I think 
I truly believe that once we are able to accomplish this and be able to get um, move this forward, it will become a part of, I guess, the, I guess, society, not society, but it'll be a, a part of how we look at habitation, really. Like, it will be another option for some people to be able to have Can I? both, like, seasteads and this and underwater habitats as an option for living. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to that if that's okay. Um, Absolutely, because I'm going back to um, uh, uh, commercial diving, the podcast I listened to, and mm -hmm. one of the big <clears throat> where you know from everything the world being shut down now, um, it's become more noticeable as things pick back up, and they're calling it the blue economy. So a lot of nations worldwide have really been focusing on things in the ocean. Um, things from the sea, you know, not, and, uh, and, and that isn't to say to, you know, ruin the ocean. That's actually been one of the main focuses for businesses at the ocean is to make sure they're doing it in a conservation way. So they're calling it the blue economy and yeah. that isn't going to slow down that, you know, that is where a lot of uh, stuff is headed. We're just going to be part of that. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. If anything, we're we're in a position where I've I've been thinking a lot too. Where it's just like we're having a hard time getting the attention of some people to try to like get get this moving. But I think eventually, like if we don't find the right people, the right people are going to eventually find us because it's like like I said, this is something that's already in motion. So eventually someone's going to be like, oh, man, we need some underwater, like, housing or something like that. Be like, oh, okay, these guys have been trying to work on this. Like, we'll go to them. You know, so it's like, you know, we're trying to get ahead of it, obviously, yeah. and want to, you know, pioneer it. But I think there's going to there's someone out there that is focused on one project and they're going to eventually find the need for someone like us. And uh, it's going to work out well that way as well. Yeah, well, it's we're laying we're laying layers on a groundwork that's that's that was laid years ago, and now right. it's being built on. It's being built on. Absolutely. Well, having said all that, do you have anything else you'd like to touch on, or? No, I just I hope that answers Ben's question. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'd say it's. It's getting late enough. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, so, as normal, I'm going to go through this real quick with you guys. Lineofseacolony.com. That's where you'll find all of our socials. That's the Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube page. Our Discord link is on there as well. Please join the Discord. Um, uh, we got always got good conversation going on over there. Um lot of active members over there that like to discuss different ideas and thought exercises and all that. So it's fun to, fun to be a part of discord. Sorry. I, I'm having time matching my mouth with the links. <laughs> also, lanaseacolony.com slash merch. If you want to get some gear, I got, I can never show it because the light reflects right off of it, but I got my, my stingray yep. ASC hat right here. 
been wearing that a lot lately. Been uh, wearing my football shirts and my ASC hat. That's kind of been my get up lately, even though football season's not going on right now. It's just still kind of my thing. Uh, otherwise, patreon.com slash Atlanta Sea Colony. If, uh, if you are able to, please join that and donate. Uh, we have different tiers. Uh, Brian Acosta, Matthew Cathy, Martin Reese, and this handsome guy right over here is uh, our patrons so far. And uh, all that is um, extremely helpful as far as um, this being able to build up uh, some of the – being able to do the things like marketing, get the, the 3D designs that we got going on, get the, the videos and all this, like – all the tools that we need to try to reach out to the, I guess, to the, the big fish or whatever. It would be great to be able to do this by crowdfunding, and maybe that will be an option. But uh, in the meantime, the the Patreon helps us maintain what we have going on and be able to build the tools to, uh, you know, put a big piece of bait on the hook and throw it out to the big corporate fishing pond. I don't know. I'm trying to make some sort of analogy. That's not working. But <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Um, other than that, guys, uh, I don't know. He has Blue Economy Primary. I don't know what that was in regards to. Do you know what that's in regards to? That might be something he has to explain next time he's on. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, maybe this is just a teaser for the next episode. What is Blue Economy Primary? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, thank you guys for tuning in. Babe, thanks for joining. And, uh, thank you giving me someone to talk to other than Brendan for once. And um, <laughs> on that, guys, we will see you in another two weeks.